Coming up, Aaron Judge hits number 62. This is Locked On Game to Game MLB. Every game, every team, every angle. Locked On Game to Game, your team every day. What's up, everybody? You are listening to Locked On Game to Game MLB, local experts taking you from game to game from last night in Major League Baseball. I'm your host, Daniela Bruce, and thank you for making Locked On your first listen every single weekday. The long wait is finally over. Aaron Judge has hit his 62nd home run of the season to set a new American League record. He did it to lead off the second game of a doubleheader against Texas and Locked On Yankees and Locked On Rangers review both games and, of course, the historic moment. This is Stacey Gatsoulias of Locked On Yankees, and Aaron Judge finally hit 62. It doesn't matter that the Yankees split a doubleheader in Arlington. It matters that Aaron Judge finally, finally, finally hit number 62. He got it done right away in game two. First at bat, a 1-1 pitch, a slider, 88 miles an hour from Jesus Tinoco. He sends it 391 feet into left field, and it's finally done. His teammates met him at the plate. You could see the relief on his face when he finally hit it, and it was just a great moment. And Aaron Boone took him out of the game after he went back out onto the field so he'd get an ovation. He did get a nice ovation. I have to say, the fans in Texas did a nice job. And I do find it kind of funny that Judge tied Maris on the road and broke the record on the road because you can't predict baseball. So I'll have everything you need to know about Aaron Judge hitting 62 and everything you need to know about the split doubleheader in Texas and the preview of the last regular season game for the Yankees on the next Locked on Yankees. The Rangers kept Aaron Judge from making history for one game of this doubleheader, but we're not able to make it so in the second. I'm Bryce Patrick, host of the Locked on Rangers podcast. The Texas Rangers split this doubleheader with the Yankees, but the headliner is the 1-1 home run that Aaron Judge hit off of Jesus Tinoco. He is the answer to the trivia question people will ask years and years and years later. The third pitch of the game, a hanging slider, Aaron Judge crushed to left field, 398 feet to a fan in the first row. The Rangers ended up winning, getting the last lap in a 3-2 win in the second game of this doubleheader, thanks largely in part to a big, big home run from Leody Tavares, who needed in the worst possible way. Not a whole lot of offense going for the Rangers in this one, but their bullpen was able to do enough. I got to give credit to Colby Allard, where credit is due. As soon as they announced that he was coming up for the doubleheader, I thought, there, there's your sacrificial lamb. There's a guy who gives up four home runs per nine innings. That's going to be the one who gives up the home run to Aaron Judge. But he didn't. He gave up a home run to somebody else, Giancarlo Stanton, which, again, no shame in that. No shame in giving up a home run to Judge either, either for Jesus Tinoco. Was able to work one inning as the opener. Taylor Hearn worked three shutout innings as a member of the bullpen game. And it's funny that the Rangers won the bullpen game, but did not win the game with John Gray on the hill, who gave up a pair of home runs. Again, neither of those to Aaron Judge, one to Iswaldo Cabrera, and one to Peraza, his first home run of the season. And also later, Brock Burke would give up a home run to Kyle Higashioka because... Of course, all kinds of home runs not going to judge in the first two games of this season. A solid final outing for John Gray, who keeps his ERA for the season under four, six innings, 
three runs, all of which were earned in three strikeouts. An uncharacteristically bad day for Brock Burke, who gets the loss. But the Rangers split. Aaron Judge makes history. And for more, check out the Locked On Rangers podcast. The Pittsburgh Pirates let a four-run lead go to waste against the St. Louis Cardinals in the seventh inning last night and in the end lost to the Cardinals in extra innings. Both our Lockdown Cardinals and Pirates host recap the final from Pittsburgh. What's up, everybody? It's Ethan Smith of the Locked On Pirates podcast. And in what was kind of a microcosm of the entire Pirates season this year, the Pirates lose 8-7 to seven in 10 innings to the St. Louis Cardinals after a six-run third inning that appeared to be a game much in the Pirates' favor. Rather, Chris Stratton, former Pittsburgh Pirate who headed to St. Louis at the deadline, picks up the victory in the bottom of the 10th inning on a uh, questionable out call at home on Kevin Newman. And the Pirates lose 100 games for the second straight year. If the COVID 2020 season would have been a full season, the Pirates were slated to lose 100 games that year. So three years in a row of 100 losses. They'll do it one more time tomorrow against the St. Louis Cardinals at 4.05 Eastern time. We will have a podcast up previewing the final game of the series as well as getting started and ready for 2022 player reviews and team reviews. I am your host who does the most, Ethan Smith. I will see you guys on the flip side. Well, that was entertaining, I guess. Not how you draw up a win, but a win nonetheless. Hey, it's JD from Locked on Cardinals, and the boys were able to snap their modest two-game losing streak on Tuesday when they come from behind effort against the Pirates. The Cardinals jumped out to a 3-1 to lead in the third, thanks to, guess who, Albert Pujols, who smacked a two-run single. But things got real ugly real fast in the bottom of the third when the Pirates decided to use starter Dakota Hudson for batting practice, knocking him around for six runs in the inning to take a commanding 7-3 to lead. But give the Cardinals credit. They never gave up. They clawed their way back thanks to some timely hitting and some fielding deficiencies by the Pirates in the seventh inning to even things up at seven apiece. We had to go to extra innings in this one, and it was rookie Juan Yepes who was fighting for a playoff roster spot who delivered with an RBI single in the 10th and former Pirate Chris Stratton holds things down in the end to give the Redbirds a come-from-behind 8-7 win in 10 innings. After the massacre of Hudson, the bullpen was the story in this one. They held the Pirates scoreless for seven and a third innings. One thing to keep an eye on is that all-star closer Ryan Helsley was removed from this game for precautionary reasons due to what the team described as a jammed middle finger on his pitching ham. So hopefully he'll be ready for the wildcard series, which begins on Friday. For more in-depth Cardinals content, be sure to join us Monday through Friday on Locked on Cardinals. Kel Quantrill won his 15th game by beating the Royals in Cleveland, and now he and the rest of Cleveland's roster get ready for the postseason. Locked on Guardians breaks down the loss, but also gives some insight going into the last day of the season. Win 91 for the Cleveland Guardians. It's still weird to say 91 wins for this team with the expectations at the start of the year. I know some people are tired of the whole no one believed in us narrative, but let's be honest, no one believed in this Cleveland Guardians team, and it's made them a lot of fun to follow because this is the young team, the youngest team in baseball, younger than the tr- youngest team. If they were in AAA, they'd be the youngest team in AAA. Young players keep stepping up. Uh, though in this one, one of your, I don't know, quote-unquote vets is uh, Quantrell. I almost said Paul, talking about Cal, though, who goes five innings, strikes out four, has just a solid p- 
pitching performance has yet to lose a start in Cleveland. Hopefully he can keep that going through the postseason. This is right now. Do you know who the youngest or youngest? Do you know who the oldest um, pitcher is on Cleveland now that they've cut Brian Shaw? It's Zach Pesak. If you want more fun facts like that and to keep hearing about this playoff bound Guardians team, make sure to check out Lockdown Guardians with myself and my co host Justin Lada every day. Check out Locked On Guardians. Coming up, the youngest team in baseball gets ready for the playoffs and the Astros dominate the Phillies. This is Locked On Game to Game. With blue chew, men everywhere are excited to see the postman because when your package has arrived, your package has arrived. They say there's nothing sexier than confidence and blue chew can help give you confidence where it counts. And we've got a special deal for all of our listeners. Try blue chew for free when you use our promo code locked on at checkout, pay just $5 for shipping. That's bluechew.com promo code locked on to receive your first month free. Visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. And we thank blue chew for sponsoring our podcast. Welcome back to Locked On Game to Game MLB. Thank you for making Locked On MLB your first listen every weekday. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. The Houston Astros made easy work of the Philadelphia Phillies yesterday, taking a bit of win from the sales of Phillies fans who just clinched the playoffs on Monday. After the 10-0 beatdown, Locked On Astros has more. Hey guys, it's John Wheelhouse here with Locked On Astros, and the Astros win 10 to nothing against the Philadelphia Phillies. Justin Verlander, is he human? 10 strikeouts, 5 innings. His predecessor, the heir apparent, Hunter Brown, the young ace, the minor league pitcher of the year for AAA, comes in 2 and 1 thirds innings, gets 3 strikeouts. Hector Narius comes in. We'll talk about Will Smith in a second, but the offense, Jordan Alvarez with 3 doubles, 3 for 5. Jose Altuve, three for three today. Jeremy Pena with a multi-hit game. Jake Myers with two hits. You had Martin Maldonado come in and add a home run to get a career high, 15 home runs on the season. And so Jordan and and Altuve will end with a 300 average on the season. Will Smith, he gives up three straight hits, but then comes back with three straight strikeouts. So despite not getting the combined no hit of the Astros, still win. Stay tuned in to Locked on Astros, where your team every day will have player features leading up to the ALDS and some special content and hopefully some special guests showing up. Subscribe to our YouTube channel and don't forget to make us your first listen every day. Go Strohs. The Giants couldn't beat the Padres on Tuesday and with the win, San Diego locks into the five seed in the National League for the upcoming playoffs. Locked on Giants tells us how Sean Manaya and the rest of the Padres held the Giants to just four hits. The Giants lose this one tonight to the Padres. They've lost two straight to begin this final series of the year, and now they must win tomorrow in order to avoid having a below 500 record. Ben Kaspik with the Lockdown Giants podcast. When all is said and done, there isn't really much of a difference at all between 80 and 82 and 81 and 81, but it does feel different for whatever reason. I mean, being a 500 team versus being a losing team, that's going to be the words, those are going to be the words used to describe this team. And so for me, I was wanting them to come out to San Diego and fight and scratch and claw and get a win or two, but now they're going to have to win to avoid being below 500. And this game in particular was really frustrating. The Giants in the very first inning, first and third, nobody out, three pitch strikeout, double play. So just started off poorly and ended up with a loss. Alex Cobb was good. 
but otherwise not a whole lot of bright spots in a season without a whole lot of bright spots. So hopefully the Giants can wrap this up and just finish at 500. It'd be pretty appropriate for their up and down year tomorrow. And we'll break it down tomorrow on Locked on Giants, where it's your team every day. The Rockies and the Dodgers play six times in a row to end the season. And Colorado has won the last three meetings after Tuesday night, thanks to three runs to break a tie in the seventh. Locked on Rockies and Locked on Dodgers have more on how Colorado has found the trick to beating L.A. Rock on Rockies fans, Paul here from the Locked on Rockies podcast three in a row. Uh, it was quite surprising. The Rockies have had great starting pitching now, including Ryan Feltner now on three games in a row the Rockies have won against the Dodgers in LA the first time since 2017 and I guess 2018 as well I couldn't quite understand the stat I think they must have done it back to back seasons anyway regardless the Rockies shut the door the Rockies have stifled the Dodgers offense over three straight games and are finishing the year on a good note they don't lose this last series out of six games in LA they're gonna come away with at least three wins and a chance to end the season on a four-game win streak and a series win with six games in LA nothing really uh, meaningful in the long run but it makes you feel a little bit better going into the offseason Always nice to beat L.A. and uh, always great to see the Rockies pitching staff do uh, well. And the Rockies got it done with the long ball today. Lots of positives. I'm talking about it all here on Locked on Rockies. For the same reasons it's probably hard for the Dodgers to get fired up and go win a game against the Rockies, it doesn't matter. It's hard for me to get too fired up about the Dodgers losing a game against the Rockies. It doesn't matter. What's up? It's Jeff from Locked on Dodgers. The Dodgers dropped their third straight game to the Rockies one game left this series and this season. The Dodgers need to win that last game to avoid losing the series to the Rockies. They've won two and lost three so far in this weird six-game series. They also need to win the final game uh, to set a new franchise mark for best winning percentage in history. Uh, they're they're a little bit behind the 1953 Brooklyn Dodgers and the 19 or 1899 Brooklyn Superbas. So win number 111 would give them officially the best team in franchise history and it would make Dodger fans maybe feel a little bit better going into the postseason but the fact is uh this I, I don't know I know people don't like to hear it but this wasn't a game the Dodgers prioritized winning that this was a get ready for the postseason game everybody come out healthy Julio went five innings uh his ERA went up a little bit he but he's going to win the NL ERA title uh everybody Mookie Betts came out after his second at bat Trey Turner came out shortly after that uh, it, you know, they weren't trying to win. I wish they had won anyway. Maybe they'll do that tomorrow. Maybe tomorrow to celebrate the last game of the season, they will try to win and pull out one last win for the Gipper. Anyway, check out Locked on Dodgers first thing in the morning. We'll talk all about the postseason matchups and a whole, bo- whole lot more. That's all for today's Locked On Game to Game MLB. Thanks for making Locked On MLB your first listen every weekday. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Make your next listen your team's local Locked On podcast. I'm Daniela Bruce, and this has been Locked On Game to Game.